0: You know what it is? I'll tell you what it was. It was. See, I've I've forgotten again. (laughs) Hi everybody, welcome to Righty's House on Ringer FC. Firstly, I've got to say, I hope your Christmas went well and Happy New Year to you all. Our first Righty's House of the Year. What are we going to do? We've got to talk about the tight race because it's kind of like, it's blown open. It's blown open. So we're going to talk about that. Poch to PSG. Flowers. Giving flowers to Eberechi Eze because he deserves them. A massive bunch. Talk about Arsenal's. Arsenal's Arsenal's renaissance so happy they're back. And the best player in December, you know, because December kind of brought forward some really good players. So we're going to speak about that as well. So um, my guest today as well is the one and only Mr. Mr. Kwanga.
1: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got When to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your cars value with your garage on cars.com.
0: Moose, I watched Liverpool last night. Um, right. and knowing that Manchester United, what they just need a point now to go top. Mm. Right. But when I was watching it, there was I was really excited um about what was going on. And not because I want Liverpool to lose. Of course I don't want Liverpool to lose because I like when a team is that when a team is that elite like they've been, obviously with the the injuries are now for me is, is starting to tell, because when the when the forwards are not when it's not happening for the forwards, and you see what happened with Trent as well, mm. and then you haven't got the solid defensive base that you could say, right, we're not firing, but they're not conceding.
2: right exactly. um,
0: yeah. So you, so you, you kind of feel like, okay, the mentality, the main thing is we don't lose. But then you get the quality of Ward Prowse and Danny Ings' movement. And then you think of Manchester United and how a couple of months back they, lo- they were losing 6-1 to yes. Tottenham. You know, everybody's questioning Ole and questioning the team. I always thought that the team and the team that it, he's got, once they get their, men- their, their mental side of it right, they're going to cause teams problems. And I think they have, but I've gone a long way around it. But this is a title race, bro. It is, it is. But,
3: and then it's important to remember how many teams are in the title race. Mm. So I think it's, in terms of squad depth, you look at Spurs, City are looking resurgent and frightening. Mm. United and Liverpool, I think it is, it is those four. Leicester, I don't think we can ignore Leicester. We can't, we can't ignore Leicester. I'm not, but it's the squad Mm. depth. That's my one thing. It's the squad, it's not about the quality because the individual quality of Leicester Leicester are as good as anyone really when they're playing at their best. I do believe that it's just the squad depth. And in the time of COVID where you can have multiple players ruled out, I mean, the other day you yeah. had like La and Lamella testing positive for Spurs. Yes. Those are big players for them in terms of Massive. breaking games open. Those are match Massive. winners. So, you know, obviously no disrespect like Leicester are in there, but it's just the squad depth. Mm. How can you absorb losing that many players in one go? Uh, but it's a real title race, yeah. And Ole, that, is cre- that is credit
0: to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He has to get credit because I doubted him. I did doubt him. I, and I-, I- give him huge credit. I, I, mm. my,
3: my question mark over him was always, Ian, the inconsistency. Mm. There was no question they could deliver outstanding performances and devastate teams. But then my whole question was, why is the mentality of this team lurching from game to the game? Mm-hmm. If you look at a turning mm. point, actually, he was criticised a lot for the nil-nil draws against Chelsea and uh, Man City. But you could argue those
0: solidified the team or just stopped the bleeding They needed that I remember those results they needed and it's like I'm saying with Liverpool now I'm sure that they can feel they can feel that something is not quite firing you can see them yesterday seeing Trent people going on at Trent going on um, about Trent giving the ball away but Trent when Trent gives the ball he's trying to create he's trying to do something he's trying to make something happen. it's like with with Trent people just they cannot wait to try and bring him down when we're talking about, we're still talking about arguably one of the best right backs in the world. Yes. Who's going for a period. Remember how old Trent is in a team that's meant to be like blasting all before them and teams are putting pressure on you, you know? You know what it is? It's
3: because people haven't yet adjusted their thinking to the fact that where he plays is where the number, like he is basically now a kind of Rui Costa. Mm. When Rui Costa would lose the ball loads, In the final third, it was just what he did because he's trying to make something happen. And that's what you're doing as a a wide, as a fullback. Being a fullback is the least dangerous place you can lose possession because if you lose possession there and mess something up, the ball doesn't come straight down the middle. So it's actually, you want someone to be inefficient out wide because that's the safest place to be inefficient. Yeah, And look, and here's the thing, every now and again, a team gets lucky against you. So you have Southampton, it's the Mm -hmm. same with Atleti um, in the Champions League, the same with you know, in West Brom and Newcastle, if you sit deep and narrow, soon enough, you get a bit of joy. Yeah, You could argue, yeah. actually, there's more, to be honest, if we're going to be really cynical, we could argue there are not enough game-breaking dribblers from the middle of the field. Because last night we had Oxlade, Thiago, um, and, sorry, the third midfield, I've lost my brain. When Adam? When Adam. And you, you need one more, you need like a kind of Curtis Jones to break the lines a bit in midfield. And they didn't quite get that, but then, I don't know, I don't know, Ian. I almost feel like they're Southampton and sometimes we give too much, uh, we're like, oh my goodness, sorry, it's a bad result. Well, it's Southampton. They've been really good all year.
0: Come on, man. Yeah. And he's, and they've got to get love, bro. Yeah. They saying, see, They had to, because the thing is, is that I still don't understand, Moose, how people cannot, like people talking about how Ralph reacted yesterday and it made beautiful, me- beautiful. Honestly, Moose, it touched me deep because this is what football does. It brings that kind of, yeah. Emotion to the, right to the fore. right? You see him there and they're beating them. They're beating Liverpool. They beat Liverpool. He, he, he cries emotionally. You know what I mean? It takes him, it, it just comes totally engulfs him, which people have got to understand. I think that people would have rather have seen him cry when they lost 9-0. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that's, the, that's what, that's the kind, that's what people are like out there at the moment. But what you got to understand with the journey from the 9-0 to him crying yesterday because they've beaten the champions. And we're talking about proper champions, a proper football team. Yes, they're missing a couple of players, but their mentality is still elite. And he's got his team, his Southampton team to a level where they can not only compete with that team, but they can beat them. And yeah. we don't know what he's been through from that point. Cause I'm sure he, did he handle, did he, tried to re- resign when they lost 9-0. I'm sure he did. Yes, apparently he did
3: offer He, he did offer to um to leave, but I mm. think the board were like, your work is still not done. And Carl pointed mm. out again yesterday on Twitter that, uh, shout out to Carl Anker, who was mm. the Southampton, the genius now applying his trade for Manchester United Athletic. Um, Carl <laughs> pointed out they did their badges together and that's the first time Arsenal ever beat Clock. Wow. But there's, there's something else going on as well, I think, which is that this game yesterday, I compared it um to when Chelsea beat Barca 1-0 in the Champions League first leg in 2012, mm-hmm. where Drogba scored and that goal was like choreographed. You know, it's like they knew that the exact weakness, the exact weakness for um, Barca was mm-hmm. the gap behind Danny Alves and they exploited it with Lampard's Crossfield yeah. Pass. Yeah. And the same thing here last night, the parallel with the goal by Ings, that goal is like, you can tell Hasnithal was like, there is He's a channel, there's a corridor of weakness around. So if you float the ball over there, because notice how Ings, how many times they practice that move? They must have practiced mm. like 20, 30 times in training. I think the goal was choreographed, and then the mm. defensive action was choreographed. Even the pressing, like even where they pressed Liverpool on mm. the pitch, where they allowed them to have possession in the areas that were dangerous. So I think when he cried at the end, it wasn't just the journey he's been on. Mm. It was also this specific match of, I've actually outthought him. Oh, it was brilliant
0: because I like, outthought him. Yeah, the free kick. Like you said, there's a lot that's gone into it, right? There's so much that's gone into it. And what people have to understand is that you can work on a free kick and then remember, especially it's live on the telly, people will see it. Mm. So if it's going to work, it has to work in that moment, right? So you could see where they load. When you looked at the the amount of players that Liverpool had there, Southampton only had five. Yeah, I think it was five. 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 Seven against five. Seven against five. There was such an overload, even in the middle there. You could see how... um, how uneasy and how nervous Henderson was in the middle, trying to, like Jamie Carragher made a great point of it, trying to bring Wernaldo closer to him because he wanted to feel more yes. secure. But the point I want to make, Musa, is that the caliber and the skill in which Ward Prowse puts that ball into that space. And listen, people say, well, Trent Alexander should clear it. He, he was so surprised and shocked to be that precise is when I watch the game now, because I, I watch the game and it's always with a critical eye simply because of course, yeah. you always look, you always have to analyse it. But I'm so pleased that I could still see that the beauty in that particular move. He's signalled to the back, Liverpool thinking, oh, he's going to go to the back. Danny Ings, which when you look at it now, it looks very obvious that mm, why yeah. are they going to the back when our main goal scorer is like looking very ominous at the front here. But for him to be able to put a ball in that accurately from where he was and put it in straight where it doesn't run through to the keeper, doesn't get cut out. It is elite. It is elite skill. And obviously he practices a lot because like I say, Musa, when you practice those in training, you say, well, we practice it and you continuously do it. They've done that so many times they needed it to work because now we know that they've got that. So when can they use that again? People will be ready for it. So it had to work. Like Zanetti's one. Remember
3: Zanetti's goal in the oh, uh, World well, Cup?
0: When, oh, the one against England. Not on the, the edge one of the wall. On the edge freaking, of the wall. Yeah, the the wall. It. yeah. Oh, it's brilliant.
3: Same, same thing, brilliant. same same choreography and you can only really do it once to be honest because now I was going to be looking for that floated ball yeah. and the people just come out and catch it next time.
0: But you know something, it's, um, what I want is, I want people to understand with this title race that it's what we need. Yes. I think it's what we need in this time, especially for the neutral because, we can't take anything away from our magnificent Liverpool were after our magnificent Manchester City were previously. And Liverpool have gone to it, taken it to another level in the way they blasted everybody. And then you're looking at Leicester. And like you say, the depth might be a problem from, you're looking at Tottenham with Mourinho. Yeah. Manchester United. And then Match you think, to you, yeah. honestly, you're, you're looking at it and you think to yourself, God, this, this is very exciting People talking about Liverpool last year. Oh, there's so many, so many VAR decisions, this and that. It happens for everybody, man. It feels like 1999 again. It feels like 1999 again. When you had like, you know, you had like Leeds, they're you had doing those it. teams. Yes. yes. They're doing, they're doing that thing where, where, where we're never going to give up. Right. If Man United slip, and you know what people are always doing to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? we I have to give him credit. Even I, I've done it as well because he kept harping on about the history and continuously going back to the history. But now you look, Fletcher's even gone back now. It's, yeah. With Man United, whatever people say, and this is why they have to get so much respect, and that's why when it doesn't quite happen for them, the world comes down on them. Yeah, it's because they can, they can draw on that history and what that history enables them to do. Because that's what I'm seeing now. Mm,
2: that's I'm very true. It,
0: I'm yeah. Honestly, Moose, I'm seeing now a dressing room that are drawing on it, and it's starting to happen now. What I want to see from United to really enhance this um, this challenge, especially with City how great they were against Chelsea is if now Man United do get in front and are top you know that once that when that used to happen Musa, it's over yes, Man United yes. at Christmas in January being at the top in you know, and it's over this the, problem is is the, the, problem, the problem is
3: they're still princes not kings right mm. a lot of them haven't won things yet and the good thing is having someone like Pogba that's won things
0: I wonder how important that becomes yeah, but then you look at Fernandez in there, it looks to me like he's somebody yeah. that, I know that Roy Keane was a different kind of motivator, but I get the impression that Fernandes, yeah. um, and I don't want to blast on too much about United because pe- I know people get the ump and stuff like that, but he looks like he will not let his, put anyone next to him, in front of him, behind him. He's an unbelievable playoffs. leader. I, I yeah. say this a lot, but yeah. he
3: plays as if he's playing downhill. Like he just, every every time he gets the ball, it's like, I'm going to hammer this through a gap. There's a moment when Thiago was playing, yeah. um, uh, I think it was start of the second half against uh, Southampton. And, like, you know, the way that Thiago hammers the ball into feet. Yes, yes. You know, he doesn't care. He rips it at you. And I'm like, I love because that. Because he expects urgency.
0: you to be able to control it. And it's right. easier and,
3: to yeah. control moves. But that urgency to- as well. I think that urgency, and no, just to, just to say that the urgency that Thiago had in those first few minutes after half time, mm. that's what Fernandez has been bringing all season for all United. Season, yeah. And you now see the cumulative effect because now everyone's like, you know that whole United thing there's a chart in the crowd? Attack, attack, attack. Yes. Attack. That's his that's his energy. While we're on the kind of Southampton tack, it feels mm. like Southampton quite big in the news recently, not just because of Hazard, because of one of their great old boys, uh, Pochettino.
0: Oh my gosh. And I feel like we have to talk about that. We have to talk about PSG and Poch.
2: Yeah,
3: because
0: scary. It's, um, you know what? I was, I was reading oh. some stuff and obviously he was there, he went there and he was there for two years, Moose. And what was interesting about that was he was there for two years, but he was made captain. Right. He was made captain. So that says to me, there's obviously a captain in place when he got there. Obviously, when he got there, the way he carried himself, the way he trained, the way he prepared, the way he played, elevated him in such a short time to be captain. So there, we're talking about leader. We're talking about organization. We're talking about somebody knows exactly what they're doing because for you to get the captaincy in such a short space of time says a lot in the dressing room it says a but, lot in the dressing room
3: because it means that you get it means that Well, so you look at you know Bruno Fernandes he's, he went into United and people are talking about that guy he could probably get he, the captaincy he, he, yeah. he, 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 is, he effectively is in terms of the leader and this is why Pochettino at PSG frightens me because if everyone had the ability to draw together disparate elements of a dressing room old, young, experienced, inexperienced, he's that guy. And I saw a little bit of talk about whether he'd be able to handle Neymar's ego. And I was just like, hang on a minute. First of all, Neymar for all his off-field baggage has Mm. always been an exceptionally hardworking player. Yeah. Exceptionally. And I think people forget this. and I feel like I have to go on a slight rant about this and it's, you know, not that I should be defending a, you know, multimillionaire who'll never know that I exist, but at the same time, it's like as a footballer, as a professional the effort that Neymar puts in and from the back of the Santos days, mm-hmm. the way that same, you know, Neymar is hardworking, he's resilient and he's extremely brave. And I bet that Poch can't wait to work with him. I wonder if Deli Ali is already looking
0: at in his inbox for, <laughs> <you know, laughs> I'd love that to happen for him. If I'm really know, I think
3: really. po- Poch, you know, it's a strange time. The Champions League is such a kind of um, strange tournament. It, it requires a bit of luck, but, he gives them a very, very good chance
2: mm-hmm. of taking
3: can, that trick. Can he knit
0: them together, do you think? Because that's course, what's the of problem. Of to course. Of course. Do you think, like, you mentioned Delhi there. Yeah. And you think Delhi play, because you look at it at the moment and it's it's Di Maria who's trying to feed Mbappe yes. and, and, and Neymar. And if he doesn't happen, then he's just hoping, too cool, that they do something amazing. Whereas Poch will get them as a team. He'll sort the midfield out. He'll working. sort the midfield and, out. And they'll work, like you mentioned, they'll work. They'll buy in in respects of what is going to happen because you look at them and yes, it's individuals and unbelievable individuals, but if Poch can get them to work as a team and they're working hard and winning the ball back and doing their stuff. And then let's say, for instance, you can pop Deli Ali in there and you still got Di Maria, that that starts to look a little bit kind of like... It's frightening. Frightening. That's dangerous. That yeah, can very be dangerous. dangerous a Deli Alli with a point to prove. And in pa- Dele Alli in Paris. In Paris. Oh in Paris. We haven't it thought about that. It sounds like culture, a film. It sounds like culture, a film.
3: He's going to be hanging out with Mbappe and Neymar in Paris. In Paris. God, in Paris. amazing. Listen, that's a thing. That's a vibe. You imagine the videos that man's going to be asked. are yeah. going to be coming this music video, yeah. coming that. He's going to love it. He'll be a, he'll be a prince of
0: Paris. You see with, with Pochettino, because I was saying with the, it's a massive job yes. and we've seen it. Unai Emery couldn't do it. Tuchel couldn't do it. Don't know if that's because of the players, whatever it is, but you get the impression that what Pochettino done at Tottenham, I totally admire Pochettino. I love him. Yeah. I think he's a fantastic coach. What he got that Tottenham team to achieve in that time was on almost, it was miraculous. Yeah. It was miraculous. And when you consider what he left for in the end, because they didn't really support him as much as he wanted them to, to go to the next level, it seems pretty sad from their point of view but when you look at psg only signing him for 18 months i'm wondering if that's his choice or their choice are they not sure is he not sure why have they I only signed works,
3: by- i think it works for both of them actually because he has so many pieces there that he can make work i think he's such a great coach that they'll start seeing impact very very different very very quickly so. look this is you know i think psg is similar to chelsea in the way that I always felt with PSG and Chelsea, they're, they're clubs where players have a direct line to the owners. Yes. Which is so what's going to happen? Yeah. Plan. Yeah. You see it in the NBA a bit more where, you know, you look at the basketball players in the NBA, they've got more power. They can talk to the owner directly. PSG and Chelsea in that sense are very, almost like sort of basketball franchises. You can go straight you see- you can. Mm. But here's the thing. I reckon that what's going to happen in the first couple of months is those big players are going to go to
0: the owners and start raving about Pochers training. I hope so because like when you look at the power that Messi has at Barcelona and we saw that Neymar left Barcelona which I thought that he was the next in line to to now take over especially when you watched him in that Paris Saint-Germain game when they came back yes and won like and he took he took over yeah he took over he was the one he led on that day unreal and I think that him what do you think him watching Messi and how Messi's obviously like Wield's power at Barcelona, he wanted the same thing at. I think so. Yeah, PSG. I think he. Did. I think
3: he, I think he did want it
0: because I think that those managers not they weren't strong enough. They weren't strong enough because I think that what what you see with Messi and what you saw with Messi under Pep, especially, is yes, you've got the power, but I'm I'm powerful as well. I'm powerful. Not you haven't got all power. I think right. if 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 Poch can if Potch can deal with him like that, then he can see. Yeah, I could do this like Messi done it. I still respect my manager immensely but yeah I've got power because I think players of that caliber need need to but know also, that they're poch the leaders and they need afraid. that power. Poch no. isn't afraid
3: of like there's a great segment about Ronaldinho and Deli Alli and he's talking about charisma and how charisma is a key part I think that Pochino will actually go to Neymar and be like that'll be one of the first conversations he has Neymar mm-hmm. and Mbappe and be like I love the fact that you want to own this place. I love it. I said, take it. Like you want to take Let's it. Let's do it
0: together. Let's take it together. together.
3: To... I said, look, they they're laughing at us. We haven't won enough. You mm-hmm. came from Barca. you came here. They're laughing at us. They're laughing at yeah. me. That semi final. I said, You take all of that. Remember how it felt when you watch people running and celebrating with that trophy? That's your trophy, the Champions League, go and get it. Because it's, it's
0: like, like re- Yeah. M- yeah. M- Moose, if that when you look at the team and what they're capable of, how good that team can be. Trident. Who wouldn't want who wouldn't want to join them right now? Exactly. You mentioned exactly. it there. Them, them guys in Paris, it's going to be. Also, if you're a
3: midfielder, if you're a young, brilliant playmaker, you're looking at the PSG midfield going, mm. they need someone that breaks the field up. They need like an Ndombele. They need someone that will carry the ball through. Mm. They've got like, they've got a couple of missing pieces there, maybe in defence. Maybe I could do a job in there. That is extremely exciting. And then you've got someone like Kayla Navas with a Champions League experience. Yes, you've got yes, like, yes. you have all the pieces. PSG, mm. all they were missing
0: it's is the right a- coach.
3: The right the coach, a right. little, and then a couple of bits of good recruitment, and they're flying.
0: It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. And people go, "Oh, coach hasn't won this." No, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine at PSG. I hope he's going to be fine. So I mm. met him. I met him a couple of months back at Arsenal, and mm. he looked. He looked refreshed and ready to go. Like no. I said, the only thing I was worried about was the eighteen months. But I think that when you're dealing with that club, that caliber of player, what they've got, and the manager has been out for a little bit, and he's got to come in, and obviously. Let the owners see. No, no, no. I could deal with this. I could deal with this dressing room. Um, I think that um, it, I, I feel he's going to be a success yes. because he's, he's he's got that. But and, and I, I, I again, I draw on the the only thing I could look at Moose is the fact that he was a, he was captain and he was only there for two years. It's it's. I don't think people understand how big that is it, for you to go in and make that impression that quickly to be mm. accepted by everybody as the captain, but you were only there for two years says a lot about it for me.
1: This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbour, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbour, State Farm is there.
0: You know what, Moose? I was so excited about the flowers and knowing that, um, that you were going to be on. Unfortunately, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan couldn't make it. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's come down with the dreaded taunts. Oh, man. I, I would love, to, Ryan, to have been here with you to speak about Eberichi Ezie man. My goodness. You know, you hear fans because like the... The club's not actually doing anything. They're always, they're in, a, they're in a bad place. Whatever it is, yeah. Um, QPR, the way they run, and the manager's not right. This is happening now. They're down the bottom of the table, in the middle, whatever it is. But all through that period of time, all you can hear from the QPR players was, "We have got a player that should not be here. He wow. should be in the Premier League. Wow, should be in the Premier League." And I've got to say, with Eberechi Eze, I watched him, and 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 I got the video again the other day of his. um, He played against hole last season yeah. up there. And it was literally, Musa. it was, it was one of those games. Remember I was talking about watching a game with a critical eye, but you just watching it and just, he literally was taking my breath away with what he was doing. Wow. He was taking my breath away with what he was doing. And, uh, you know, it was one of those situations where, you know, he's he's touched his body, the way his body moved to receive the ball, the where he flicked the ball off, the way he passed it and moved was, you're just thinking he, sh- he, sh- he shouldn't, I get it. He shouldn't be in this league. He, he's too good for this league. So when I'm hearing um, Roy Hodgson, and I know Roy Hodgson, he kind of was the fool guy. I don't care what anyone says in respect to the 7-0 and then the 3-0. Roy yeah. Hodgson's gone, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's batten down the hatches, man. Take out the creativity. Let's batten it down again. Go back to what we've done before. Let's get the two banks of four and hope that Wilfred Wilf Zaha can go forward and, and nick something and we'll just yeah. defend. Instead of saying, you know what? Liverpool were magnificent yes. on the day. And, and, and against Villa, it was, it was us. It was us that didn't turn. We didn't turn up. Villa, right. you can't do that against Villa because Villa showed what you, if you don't turn up against them, it yeah. showed what, you, what can happen to Liverpool. So you go there as Palace and don't turn up. You're going to be in trouble, but- You'll get a taste. You're going to get a taste. And so now, this is what I said the other day, Moose, on Match of the Day, I said, they've got to give him the keys. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I yeah, said it on yeah. the day. They've got to give him the keys because what's happening is, Moose, is that with Wilfred Zaha, um, and the way that Wilf takes players away. Yes, because the goal what he scored, which was it was just a beautiful thing to watch. If you put, if you put classical music to it, it would it would look poetry in motion. The way he yeah was a, yeah
2: yeah yeah you, yeah you know that you know what Absolutely. yeah absolutely.
0: What what's happened to Wilf is that everybody knows Wilf. So Wilf probably gets taken down early on in that move. For sure. But everybody's still like, who is this guy? What's going on with this? Right, no respect. Before you know, he's gone. No respect. There's no respect. Man, there. sw- he's got a swagger and confidence that is absolutely beautiful to watch. Yeah, but also you see him
3: like, you see him advancing with him with the picture like, Oh, how interesting. Single coverage. <laughs> I wonder, how's, how's that working for How's that looking for you? How interesting. I re- I, you see his face, it's like, they only sent one of you? Really? Uh, <laughs> <that> against me? <laughs> oh,
0: okay. I love that. Move. Okay. Okay. Oh, single okay, coverage. Okay. okay. Oh, you know no. the thing is, we say that, moves, but when you watch how he was gliding through, you, you can almost see, see his mind saying, oh, okay, single Ooh, coverage. Oh, i I'm that. unsupervised. How interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but the thing is, Moose, is, is, is that he's, so he does all that. Yes. And then he gets to the edge of the box and you can see the defenders no, just, that. I, and that is what we're talking about. You know, when we talk about going to the next level. Yes. Right. Um, like we've seen it with his free kicks. We've seen it. I know it was against West Brom and people say, so yeah, but it's against Sheffield United. And this is why Roy's saying about the physicality. Mm, yes. I didn't want it because of the physical nature of this game. Was a little bit disrespectful to him because we're talking about somebody who knows that the way he plays, it's almost Jack Grealish like. They're attracting the physical side of people kicking you. It he t- knows t- about t- to him. me it looked like Peak Tony cross To be honest, honestly, Peak
3: honestly, Tony cross Do you know what? Because yeah, oh, oh, not physical. Well, you don't need to be physical. They can't kick you. How do you tackle smoke? Exactly. Really? How do you fog. tackle smoke? The way it fo- it's like tackling fog. This man advanced the top of the area. And the decision he made yeah. is like, I'm in a side for This is why I can make the cross comparison. That is a Tony mm. cross finish. I'll just a side that from distance. From the distance. same we saw, we saw Bertrand Traore do it because what he saw, he saw the goalkeeper was unbalanced because he was floating. Oh, See so he hit the direction. Yes. He floated left, yes. he floated right. The goalkeeper was like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know which corner he's going to go for. Okay, I'll go for that corner.
0: Yeah, but Musa, again, you, you say about the, the floating and, but it's, it, what, it, what it comes down to again is the decision how quickly. Right. It's all calculated it's in your head yeah. because remember, talk about somebody who's just run 70 yards nearly. Yeah, unbelievable. Gets, to the, gets to, to the edge of the box and we're not talking about battering it in, but he's worked out, hang on a minute, all the time he's running through, every, everything's happening. And then gets to the edge of the box and it's just like, bam, let me just side foot that in the corner. That needed a, fans
3: there. It's a goal I can never find on social media or YouTube or anywhere. It's Paul Gascoigne is on tour in China and he scores a goal from the top of the box with the outside of his right foot. It's unbelievable. He I think he either just enters the area or he's just that side and he's on the run and he hits it outside of his right foot and he goes to the bottom right-hand corner and the ball doesn't go that quick and no one's mm. expecting to strike it from that distance and it's unreal and it was the same thing with Eze and it's like, I look at him and I think to myself, I think that actually that's a player that if he was somewhere like like Real Sociedad yeah. or something, everyone would just be going, even now, like obviously now his goal has built hype, but I think that his hype would have begun even sooner if he was someone like Sociedad because the way that he plays, almost like, it's not that English football doesn't appreciate playmakers, I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's always this kind of like six month period where everyone's like, is this really happening? Is someone really, is someone doing that in, in this league? Honestly. Where this league invites so much pressure mm. and physicality, like it's almost the first six months it's almost like disbelief that a player
0: can just be walking through territory, Moussa, you know, highly contested territory. Musa, it's 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 like um, it's really strange because when he picked the ball up, it's right. like the, the, everything else went to his his pace of the whole the whole yeah. game was now at, at his pace because yeah, you are thinking you're right. he's got to go really quick and get the ball. Oh, I've got to get past. He just got the ball. And it was like, right, bam, it, I've got the ball now. And there was no it flash. Was each hard. stage was
3: a new decision. Each stage yeah. was a new decision. It's like, yeah. beat the first man, look up, assess. Ah, and the reason why the goal was amazing and the reason why I love it, and I, people hate me I draw these comparisons, but I talk a lot about Iniesta and you look at Iniesta when he runs the assist against PSG in the Champions mm. League. Mm. When he gets the ball and he turns, I think, Verratti and then he's off. And he just keeps deciding. He's like, okay, stage one, beat Verratti, mm. look up, okay. And then the mm. final option is to play it to Neymar. But mm. at each stage, he's like the most, lo- he makes the most
0: logical available choice. You know what it's like? It's like, you know, the Sherlock Holmes film when, um, when Robert Downey Jr., before, <laughs> he does, before he does the punch to the neck, this one, that, that, that. We see it all, all ha- worked works out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, then it all happens. But when, when he picked the ball up, it really did look like, I don't think anyone's going to be able to stop him. He wasn't even, it didn't even look like he was going quickly. And the, uh, the worry I have for him mm. is like I say, you've got Wilfred Zaha taking players away. People are going to have to start putting people in and around him. And that is when we're going to really see what he's capable of. The scary thing with him is he's got the passing as well. He has the got touch. One touch
3: of the outside of the foot stuff. He that- has all of it. I think Eze, like he almost wants that, God. Players like there's, you know, like in, in English football, when you're training, it's like man on, man on. And like mm. you look at the Spanish football at the time with, with Xavi and, and Iniesta, like I want the man on because if I have a man on, in fact, I want two or three men because if I get three men, I can spring the trap because then, like, look how much joy Pedro got at Barca yes. when Pedro, yes. drew, Iniesta drew so much contact mm. that Pedro was just running. It's like, Pedro, Pedro's like, Pedro, the second I get the ball, three men are going to crowd me and they're going to create space in the flank, you're gone. And how many goals did Pedro score from that? Yes. And Eze wants, he wants possession. He wants people to
0: hound him because he's got the touch to do it. He's got the touch. And you know, the thing is, is that what Palace have got to do now, because I was speaking about it with someone the other day and I said, you know what? Wilf is worth whatever Palace believe he's worth to them. Because I've said it many times, Wilf not being at Palace and Wilf left three, four years ago, Palace would not be in the Premier League. He just wouldn't, they wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's gone to a stage where what he's worth to Palace, Palace can ask whatever they want, but it's what people will pay for Wilf. Because remember, they're trying to put Wilf Wilf Zaha into their system. And what does that bring to them? Are they willing to pay 70 million, 75? Probably I was, I would have Um, um, a couple of years ago without a shadow of a doubt. No danger. I would have done that. But now I think it's got to a stage now. I think he's coming to 28 now. Now you've brought in people like Eze, who's He's, he's literally activated Benteke. We saw it best in the West Brom game. And people say, yeah, but West Brom are rubbish. Okay, that's fine. But what I saw from Benteke is a player that is almost now working. He's working now because yeah. you've got Eze, you can play into him, play off of him. And then he's got Zaha running off of him. He can lay it back into Eze. Things are happening now. like same thing. Laka that has been activated exactly by Smith Rose. Some yeah. Absolutely right. And we'll, we, we'll, we'll get onto that. But that's what Palace need. Mm. They need to say, Wilf, we want you to stay for life. Just stay, Wilf.
2: Yeah.
3: We're going to bring
0: people like Eze and we're going to bring other players in and we're going to, you know, they, they've got to get the age of that He's their there Grealish? Like, there
3: Grealish, basically? Absolutely, they're uh-huh. Grealish. Yeah.
0: And then yeah. you've got Wilf up there doing his bit. You've got Eze in there doing his bit. You need a couple of decent defenders. I think Mitchell as a left back is probably going to be playing for Palace for, for many years at left back until maybe somebody nicks him off of them as well. But there is an excitement about Palace because of Eze and what Palace may be able to do now, which helps Wilfred Zaha and take the pressure off of Wilfred Zaha, for the Palace to really say, Right, let's get this it. It is and with, with Eze as
3: well, do you know one thing I think as well? I think with Eze, there'll be a couple of bids coming in from clubs over the next eighteen months from overseas that we won't hear about. But there'll be some yeah, really see it. Some big clubs will be like, they're already Yeah, but what about his
0: style, Moose? Because when you look at him and the way, when you look at how he was rejected when he was younger, how he didn't, you look at him and you think to yourself, the way he plays, can you imagine him when he was like from 10 to 15, how he played football? People say, no, it's no chance. No. It's like he's wearing a silk dressing gown. Exactly. It's like a silk dressing gown. My man's just there jacket.
3: floating. Yeah, a smoking jacket. Oh, really? Oh, ah, oh. yes. You're wearing boots, I'm wearing slippers. Like he, Can you imagine
0: what people would have thought of him? Oh, look at him. Yeah, he's, 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 you know what I mean? You know, the, the way he's playing and that. Instead of saying, whoa. Do you know what's sad about it, actually? And this is going to make me a bit sad as an
3: Arsenal, um, obviously as a former Arsenal player, Arsenal fan. Mm.
2: Do
3: you know how Jack Wilshere could beat players oh. sitting deep or on the dribble Mm. You know, and I, I always tell Ryan about this, the time when Arsenal beat Chelsea 3-1 and Wilshere just sat like 10 yards deeper than, than usual and just opened up the entire team. Yeah. Yeah. Just stood like, you know, half, you know, the, the half turn, stood on the half turn, yep. looked just the entire it. pitch and just carved the thing open.
0: It was like him carved against Barcelona. It. I think yeah. that would probably be his finest hour. You know, he yeah. was playing against Xavi and Iniesta and he looked very comfortable playing Extremely against... Extremely comfortable. it was like, again, that... You know just quickly on on Jack is as that's gonna be a sad story you look at him now no club he's training with Bournemouth and I remember um when Jack blasted onto the scene and the way he played and unfortunately for him when he did get the injuries with the ankle he was somebody like you say he got it and he he could move a shoulder and he just goes he went past people and when he was getting to that stage where the injuries kind of took a little bit of his toll on him he was still trying to do it yeah he didn't he didn't, he didn't actually like how you see a striker has to kind of like, you have to rejig your game. Yeah. So you're right. You like, I can't do that no more. So I'm going to have to maybe first touch, first touch to get the space. Um, it's got to be right. If they come in, I've got to pop it off straight. That yeah. kind of stuff. I don't think that, I don't think that he'd done that enough because then he was still getting himself engaged in getting tackled and getting more and more injuries. We've got to talk Arsenal. Yeah, that's us Because let's I think my year finished very well, simply because okay. Arsenal finished well. Yes. And people, and, and, and the thing is, is that at, when it's your team, and it yeah. is my team, they, they, it has an effect on you. Of course. It has an effect. You. Yeah. you know, we're talking about two weeks ago, people talking about Arsenal in a relegation fight. And I was starting to build my narrative on, listen, yeah, we're going to, we're gonna need to. We're gonna need to dig in. We're gonna to need to do something. This something's gonna to have to happen. We're gonna to have to find it in that dressing room. The attitude's gonna to have to change. Something's gonna to have to shift. And at, there's a particular time where you looked at it, and which game? It might be the Burnley game. Where I was thinking, we're in fucking trouble, man. We're in trouble here. We, 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 we're not. We we can't. We can't break teams down, and the teams are looking at us and knowing. Right. They're there for the taking. Yep, yep. It's horrible to see. They're there yep. for the taking. It's like when Manchester City saw after 15 minutes, Chelsea are here for the taking and they took us. But to see him, the manager, who has to get a lot of credit because he was under a lot of pressure. He seemed to deal with it very well. Change it. He brought them in. He brought Martinelli in. He brought Emil Smith Rowe in. Yes. Saka's doing his stuff. Yeah. TNE has not stopped doing what he's done. You can see it's re-energized people like Zaka. Saka you know, and Arteta gave himself the keys. Arteta gave himself the keys. He, himself himself. The keys. he done it. Now, if we're but going, Moose, so, What you yeah, said yeah. quickly. Yeah. I'm going to, just to say course, you yeah. said yeah. it. Please, please. When you've got players that you pay a lot of money for, yeah, you do feel like oh, you know, I'm going to have to. Oh, you're paying a lot of money weekly for. You have to play them. But you said it, Moose. He did. He he He, started, he said right, Emil Smith Rowe, come in. Yeah, you know, I'm bringing you in, Martinelli, come in, do it. The creativity now from the midfield. The Emil Smith Rowe, like when, like the, the second goal, oh god, honestly, is beautiful. The, oh so my the, yeah. the link now is happening. You can see that. You can see the confidence in the back now. There's confidence in the midfield, and now look at Lacazette. Like all of a sudden, the guy has got somebody to work off of, somebody to he can drop deep, and people are going beyond him. I wonder if that's the first time that Meza Ursel thought to himself,
3: uh, "This is this is actually someone else's team now." Like, I wonder, because yeah. I think, you know, Erzl, you know, we joke about him being on Twitter and everything. I don't know if he'd fully abandoned hope of running Arsenal's attack again, just for a few more months, just to prove he still had it. But looking yeah. at this thing now, you're There's
0: like... There's no way he was looking at us when we couldn't create thinking, they're going to have to call me at some point.
3: Whereas thing. now, I don't think he can yeah. feel that because it's reconfigured because now the goal, the second goal that Arsenal scored is the most important goal they've scored this year. It's more important than play around at the back, play out from the back, spring the trap, counterattack, because this was a deep-lying defense in the snow against a team that knows what you like doing, against a manager who knows what Arsenal historically liked doing. Mm-hmm. It was set up for that not to happen. And I've said this, i said this to Ryan before, that pass that Smith Rowe hits around the corner, the yeah. give and go, I was like, yeah. That is so old school. And even with the socks that, yeah. it's like watching the 1980s, early 1980s. It's, like, it's yeah. like Liam Brady or something, isn't it? It's like Liam yeah. Brady, where the player is not moving fast because the player knows what's already going to happen
0: later. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's, yeah, but what was good about I was in the, um, the Match of the Day office. Yeah. And it's one of those where you, you say, that's Arsenal. That yes. is the Arsenal way. That's how they play football because when it came from the side there, when Emil Smith-Rowe plays that into Saka, who then lays it into Laka. It's and unreal. then Emma Smith-Rowe keeps the run going. Oh it's like we, it's like when you know a team is playing well, it's like it's when you walk the ball into the net. Yeah. When you've the yeah. elite movement. And, listen, like you said, this, Big Big Sam would have been delighted to be playing Arsenal because that's what he wants. He wants to stifle. He wants to stop them doing this stuff. He wants to play deep. He wants to have a physical kind of vibe about him where he stops them playing. It literally didn't bother them at all. Not at and all. And what, what, what it's done is that, You look at Lacquer maybe a month ago, even two months ago, and look at um, some of the negativity that was being poured on him of how he's playing. Lacazette needs that link. He needs Ozil. He needs Emil Smith-Rowe. He needs to be able to drop off and link. Look at his past to to go into Emil Smith-Rowe that then goes into Saka and the way he's playing. You know what I mean? Even when he... Even when he linked for the for the, the his, his second goal when he, he got it in the, in the box there at the end there ball goes out to him and he goes in the box off his knee in there he was arriving, he crashed the box. He,
2: exactly he, exactly and the same he was with
0: arriving Emerson. with intent and it's, it's one thing to arrive yeah. it's one thing to arrive in the box, but
3: it's nothing to crash the box and there's a way that a player arrives in the box there's an example I was using that amazing um Van Persie volley against Charlton
0: yes man God amazing
3: description I can't remember the journalist that used the description. Van Persie came to the box like a man arriving late for work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's brilliant.
3: Yeah. And Just the, getting him here right, I'm here. Okay, I'm here. He, Lacazette came into that box like he wanted something and expected something. Mm. It's a very different type of movement. And the thing that's exciting for Arsenal now as well is, you know, the Thomas Partey still to come oh back. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, what do you see? That's frightening because when he fits into the team, naturally, mm-hmm. right? That, the Arsenal team now has got fluidity in attack. Mm. They can break you down on the break. They can break you down when you sit deep. Mm. You add Partey to that equation and add his creativity yeah. Yeah.
0: and the defensive strength. Because you, you look, you, you, could could have have at, you, you could have looked at Partey like three weeks ago and he must have been thinking, oh, what's that? What's yeah. going on here, man? Just seeing him, just seeing him in training the other day, just seeing the pictures, Stuart taking the pictures of him, him in training and, and the, play, the guy's playing well now. It must be brilliant to go into training at the moment. Someone like Emil Smith Rowe. You know, somebody who, you know, he's, he's he's had his injuries, he's gone on loan, he's done his stuff. He's for me, Emil Smith Rowe has paid he's, he's he's paid his, his dues out yeah. there, waiting for his chance. He's paid his dues. And I think that what Mikel has done now, the timing of which in, in which he's done it as well, is absolutely perfect. Because I think if Emil Smith Rowe doesn't get into this team, at this stage, Musa, right, and they carry on doing what they're doing and persisting with people who are not performing at the levels they should, whether it's Willian or Pepe, I think you lose him. You lose him. I and, think you know, so, especially with yeah, January yeah. coming, he's yeah. starting to think of, and then we, we've got a, a surge in Avery yeah, on at Hudson our
3: hands. Adoy. Look what happens to hudson Adoy. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. a horrifying
0: situation. hudson Adoy oh,
3: staying, staying at Chelsea, you're not going anywhere, and then oh, we're, not gonna, we're not actually going to play you. And when you've got yeah. Bayern Munich coming in for you and Smith Rowe will look at that and be like, I don't want to, that to happen again. I don't know. And again, because clubs overseas tend to sometimes realise what the UK has before the UK itself realises what it's got, there'll be some discreet inquiries about Smith Rowe from some surprising Without a
0: clubs. Yeah. I doubt. With a with a couple of players, Martinelli and yeah. and, and 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 Emil Smith Rowe, then they've energised Lacquer. We've yeah. seen what Saka's doing. Tierney's amazing. Future captain, you could see. Rob Holding, you know, Mari looks okay. Still, he's going to be tested at some stage. We'll see that. Um, even Zaka and El or are in the middle there. Just the energy to get yeah. the ball. To it just seems now that everybody's risen up a little bit, and people say, "Yeah, but who have you beaten?" Well, we beat a Chelsea side that people were thinking, "Oh, we're going to get hammered," and you beat but West then- Brom. And like we beat West Ham team
3: beats West Brom. No, it wasn't that you beat them. It's how you beat them. Exactly.
0: You Remember West Brom Druid City.
3: You were them. I know. People don't want. To, you know what it is. Let's be honest with you. People don't want to give it to Arsenal. No. They were they were reveling in the way we in, in the of in course. The, in the we scary Arsenal now. You start to see Arteta's plan coming together. If they get Brandt from Dortmund, mm, oh that's gosh, a game yes. Brandt and Partey mm. in the middle of that field, feeding those players ahead of them. It's scary mm. because then you have Martinelli. Martinelli, the great thing about him and the danger from Ketia is, and Ketia might think I could be the backup nine, but mm. Martinelli can be the backup nine and the backup wide I forward would, like Aubameyang. Could, he can right, play. Aubameyang. So Aubameyang then, we haven't even discussed him yet. He no. has the pressure he has the pressure off him
0: and he starts getting a high quality of chance. It's, it's just like we, we started a conversation with how your team and how your club make you feel. Yeah, And I'm, I'm going into 2020 and simply off on the back of Arsenal, winning those games and just being out of that part of the league, just, you know, the, the sun's shining, it's smiling now for yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Simply yeah, because, you know, I believe that the players are now starting to feel like they're energised and ready to go. And I'm pleased for Mikel because yeah. he never, ever gave up on the fact that he knew what he was trying to do. But then it comes down to players performing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah talking about players performing, we have to go into players who've had great Decembers, Moose. Yes. You know, and it's, it's funny because like there's, I've got a couple of names, but like I've got some tweets, man. Got yeah, yeah, let's it. you know, let, let me give some people some love because we're getting so, getting so much love as well. Thank you very much for everybody who's listening to Righties Out sending these in and, and saying that they like listening to us on here. Really appreciate it. Everybody does. Um, Richard Richard Laycock at Rick Laycock. He says, Ben me. Clean sheets yeah yeah you know a goal major part in bernie's upturn in form and the, the thing with ben me is what i like about him is he went up in my estimation with that interview after the all the racism stuff yeah he you was know I mean? amazing I was, was
3: incredible statesman unbelievable yeah, you yeah. know from,
0: richard e jones 76 says rv barnes has added goals to his games on a more consistent basis and a constant threat with his pace and direct running you're right you're right richard he, he has can has got to get a mention because mark somerset mark 11s says can say creating more chances. And pretty much any other fullback. Huge signing, uh, Andy Carlisle. Ten. He says Kieran Tierney did all right this December. Um, thought he yeah. <laughs> really drove Arsenal forward. Annie Flock Neef Ekpadum. Oh yeah. Oh Neef, one of you the best. writers. Shout out to Neef. This. Oh my goodness, Neef, one of the best writers doing Perfect. this thing. And anyway. you know what? Yeah. This is one of the best. And last night's game as well kind of reiterates this. Um, Carl Ka- um, Walker Peters extremely consistent, balanced in both defence and attack, supremely confident on the ball, excellently coached by Ralph, should be going to the Euros. I found it a surprise that Tottenham let him go.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: I agree. With all due respect to Sergio Rea, he seems to have found a little bit of something under under Mourinho, but as a footballer and what Carl Walker-Peters was doing, it's like, I, I thought, well, hang on, he's, he's doing everything. He's getting forward. He's defending very well, played brilliantly against Marnie. It's almost like Tariq Lamptey I'm saying yes,
3: yes, but maybe the, quite, play, the player, I think the player pushed, the player pushed, you know? I think, because you think about the player, those are smart guys like Lamptey and Walker Peters. It's almost like, where will my game develop? Mm. You look at the Hudson O'Doyle situation, right? Yes. Lamptey is not looking at Hudson odoi with any kind of envy,
2: mm. any kind of envy because he's got no. the regular
3: games
0: and now look yeah. at his market value. Mm. Jack Weston, mm. Jack Weston, it says James Wicks. One, two, three, four, five, six. He says, "Ku at West Ham's been brilliant." Oh my goodness, yeah. West Ham scoring mostly every week. He's been brilliant. West Ham in general, to be honest, you know West what Ham I mean. In general. Thanks for all those. But like, who would I say? I think Al El Al-Gh- Ghazi. El
3: ghazi been bossing
0: it. Yeah, and he had a he had a big turnaround in form because a lot of players, yeah. a lot of uh, fans, were on his back. On his back, weren't they? And you think to yourself, yeah. you know what's really nice about that, Musa, and it's nice for people to see. You don't realize when fans are on your back like that when yeah. you are trying your best. It's the same thing, the same sympathy I have for injured players. No one gets injured on purpose and no. people blame players for getting injured. We've seen it with going far back as, as Darren Anderton, as as, as like, even Jack Wilshire gets it, to People yeah. get in the sickness. people say, you, you're not injured on purpose and it's like playing poorly. You're not playing poorly on purpose, but when your confidence is shook because you're trying to do the right things, but then people are giving you stick, then you just feel, you feel nervous about, you know, doing the right thing and, and, and taking a chance and missing and people, but it's very difficult to come out of that fucking rut. It's so tough. Somebody who's been hammered and somebody that I've always wanted to do well because he wants to play football. How when you was younger, whether you're a defender, midfielder forward, when really, he played football, trying to get forward, trying to do positive things, John stones. Yeah. Absolutely delighted that he's found his form to the point where Emmerich Laporte st- st- can't get in the side simply because of how well he's playing. Diaz as well, Ruben Diaz is playing well, but I would like and I would I'd hope and love in saying like I would love John Stones to continue with this stable form, yeah, where he's still getting on the ball, still if he if he can wriggle out of danger and then pass forward, yeah, and be the player that everybody thought he was going to be because he's been under pressure from day one. He's come in now. He seems to be having a lovely kind of renaissance. And long may that continue for him. Doesn't hurt Not- that Rodri is also looking himself as well. Yes. Yeah, Rodri, because-, you know, because
3: it's very difficult playing centre back for Man City and defensive mm-hmm. mid for Man City because you see how isolated they are. When you play this high line, and it's, it's like, why, it's why there are so few Van Dykes on the market. It's why mm-hmm. Van Dyke costs 80 million because the specific skill set to be as gifted as 90%, like, you know, Van Dyke has probably got the technique as good as 90% of center forwards, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the passing range of most midfielders, the anticipation, the recovery, like the skills, you need to have like, you know, Mm. two or three elite skill sets, which is why John Stones is so expensive. Mm. And it's also when they get exposed it looks so bad because, you know, he's covering what like, you know, like, you know, like here's a better example. Mm. You know, look at the Atlas, right, of the world. The Mm. Pacific Ocean is actually huge. Mm -hmm. The gap that he has to cover, he's covering an ocean of ground. And everyone else is covering, like, a river here and a lake there. Yeah. yeah. So John, John Stones' mistakes have been magnified. Mm-hmm. And I think we yes. almost, at some point, we need to have a kind of conversation about the art of defending, of modern defending, and the space that, like, the elite centre-back has to cover today because it's that, much yes. bigger. It's much it's bigger a, than it was yeah, in the office. It's a lot
0: more. It's a lot more. Yeah. You know who I'm going to give some love to for December's performances is, um, is Andre Frank Zamba aguisa at Fulham. Yes. And the yes. thing is, I think he was out on loan last season but mm-hmm. like in the games I've seen even from the start of the season where when Arsenal really gave them a chase in right. he'd done a couple of things in the game where you think "Wow, he's that's pretty good and then you've seen him recently with the upsurge in Fulham's form he has been one of the main catalysts for that and the thing is people like that have got to get a mention Aguisa, simply because he's 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 not unbelievably skillful but what he does it's so efficient and so good what he does when he does a move and then he pl- plays it off. He's defensive. I, to mention, I want to Honestly. mention
3: Jack Harrison at Leeds. Yes, yes. yes. You know why I mentioned Jack Harrison? Because watching him, I think it was when they destroyed West Brom in December, he scored the final goal. I remember thinking that is so fitting because you basically fed everyone else first. Mm. Like everyone, he created for everyone else and scored that beautiful late goal. Yeah. And it was almost like...
0: And add what was left at the end of the, t- yeah, on yeah, the table. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. almost
3: like that's the way he plays. He, he, it's team first with him and he's so creative. Um, he's been the very best of, um, of Leeds this year. Mm. And, you know, if and when they stay up, and I think they'll stay up, it'll be yes. in large part due to his
0: creativity. He's been outstanding mm. for them. Bruno Fernandes, man. Oh my goodness. Bruno Fernandes yeah. may, may easily have the biggest impact I've seen of any player that's signed for any team in the short space of time on a club of that size. The reason why Man United for me are where they are is purely for me down to Bruno Fernandes and what he brings to that team. Because the way he plays, and you know what I love about him, it is that when you watch him, you can see he's already had a look and then the ball comes into him and he just flicks it off and it's into space and someone's running into oceans of space because people are trying to get close to him. And when they think, oh, he might take a touch, bam, he just does that little cute touch, bam, someone's away. And we saw it more than... Against Leeds, it was a masterclass in his yeah. movement and his touch. His he movement dragged, and his touch. Yeah. Oh, dragged people all over the place. Dragged, dragged Calvin Phillips all over the place. Couldn't it was it was a beautiful thing to watch. He has had one of the biggest impacts I've seen anyone have in the Premier League that's not a striker. You know, you look yeah. at most yeah. most sellers, how most sellers blasted. At all strikers, it's normally strikers have that kind of like a Cantona, yeah, like a Cantona player. yeah. Like Cantona yeah. Player. yeah but yeah, like, yeah. he's a midfielder that you're thinking to yourself, when you look at him, it's very slight. There's hardly anything of him. I remember seeing yeah. him score the goal against Everton, the header, where he arrived in the box. He finished it. It was a Shearer-like header. Yeah. The, way, the timing and the way he headed that in the goal. And it's like, he got himself in that situation, Musa, and he just finished like, bam, that's done. And he's like always there. trying things.
3: He's always, always like... He's on those kids you see around the corner, like playing basketball. We go past. He's always got a new trick shot he's working on. Yes, and yes. he are oh, like, and he, like, why is he bothering using that? Like, it's not going
0: in. And then you see him right. playing the game, and it's all coming off. He's a great one to watch. You know, I'm going to mention quickly is the Southampton's goalkeeper Alex McCarthy. Right, no, he didn't yeah. play. Yeah, it, again, another player. You look at Southampton and what they're doing. Ward Prowse got to get a mention from me. I think he's amazing. Danny Ings. But you know, those players. Yeah. Can I just say, there's something about watching Theo Walcott looking sharp and playing well that just kind of makes me smile a little bit. just seems to have worked it out. He just looks so comfortable at Southampton.
2: Really
3: happy, I'm just, yeah. You know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just yeah, really great.
0: pleased for him. I was gutted when he scored against Arsenal, but I was really pleased for him. I don't, I don't mind finishing on, on that, you know, because I'm quite happy for Theo because there was something about him when he was younger that made me feel very, like, warm towards him. Like, you want to hug him. You're going to be okay. It's okay, Theo listen Moose it's time to it's time to leave
2: my
3: pleasure, I'm gonna have pleasure.
0: To, can I say the top what you're wearing I really wish I got the red one listen Drip I Van really Winkle, winkle.
3: <laughs> Drip Van Winkle
0: Drip listen Drip thanks for coming my I pleasure. really appreciate it Moose <laughs> I'll see you time. soon yeah absolutely I think New Year's going to be great it's going to be great everybody I can't wait God bless you Moose take care Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you very much to Musa Akwanga. We'll be back next week with more rights out on Ring RC. Have a great time until then and I'll see you then.